Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. So today we're doing another Just Us episode, Just TH and I, and we really um, have been talking a lot recently about kind of reinventing and rediscovering your identity, especially obviously after divorce, and it kind of all stemmed from this new show that TH has gotten me obsessed with that you may have seen called My Unorthodox Life, and now we are both equally obsessed with it and kind of are using that as the jumping off point, so um, let's get into it. I mean, Julia Hart, she, I don't even know if she reinvented herself, but she's definitely discovered who she's supposed to be. I mean, she, for anybody who hasn't watched the show, you should watch it. She was in, in her opinion, a fundamentalist, um, ultra-Orthodox Jewish community in New York. And she was married at 19, four kids. She made no decision. She was told what to do, even regarding her sex life, like everything, the most intimate things about her. She was told what she's supposed to do. She had no opportunity to make her own choices. And then the show is about how she literally saved her life leaving this community. And holy shit, she's like so exciting to watch right now. I mean, forget about the shoe rack, which is like, conveyor belt that I want for my shoes but like she is she was an uneducated woman she's the CEO of a company she's like made her own way it just goes to show that you can be anything you want to be if you really want to and for her it was like sink or swim so they're going to die here or she's going to live somewhere else so I had to have you watch the show I kept like annoying you and also for anybody listening, Jessica does not watch TV. Yeah, I have it. It's so weird. It's so ironic, like having worked in TV for over 20 years. And then all of right. a sudden, I really don't watch that much TV anymore. So TH really has been harassing me. And I'm kind of like, I think I had preconceived notions of what this show was going to be, because I really assumed that it was going to be uh, almost like a documentary of, of families, this woman, her family living within this super ultra orthodox sect of Judaism which i have to say for anybody out there listening it, that that really is like an extreme part that's not they don't represent the average jewish families in america but the truth is the show is very much like the kardashians i mean it is like right. juicy reality tv this woman yeah. is unbelievable the clothes the jewels the bling the shoes like the it's attitude. so flashy the attitude. The like, attitude is really yeah. unbelievable. And, and to your point, like I really felt, feel like it, it really is what TH just said, that it doesn't matter where you come from in life, because if you believe in your heart of hearts that you have the capacity to do more, then you can do more. There are so many women and stories that we hear about all the time of women who feel that they're stuck in these marriages, they're stuck in these relationships, and they have no opportunity to get out and do anything else with themselves or for themselves. And this woman, Julia Hart, blows that story out of the water, and she is like everything and more. And it just, it is fascinating to think about where she came from in this very 
patriarchal society where she basically had no rights of her own as a woman, even in the United States. It was and a piece now, of property. She, she was, was a piece, a piece of, property. of property. And that, and considering everything going on in Afghanistan right now, with the women who have finally started discovering themselves and getting an education and working and driving, things that we pretty much take for granted, I'm sure, living in the United States. And then now with the risk that that could be taken away, they've had a taste for that. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens and how they can really live that kind of a life. But we are in the United States. And if you are in the United States, I believe you can make an opportunity for yourself. I mean, we hear stories all the time of people coming from nowhere, right? The rags to riches stories. And and the truth is it doesn't even matter if it's rags to riches because it could be it could be women that have been educated and that are very well off and but yet are in relationships where they're being held back and held down and not able to actually express who they are or do the things that they want to because their partners are really dictating what they can and can't do, what they should and shouldn't wear, where they should and shouldn't go. And women coming out of these relationships and coming out of divorce, it's like, listen, girls, this is your chance. Like, be who you are and who do you want to be? Right. It's so inspiring, this show. It's amazing. And and so timely with everything going on in the world. So exciting to watch. And they're very fashionable. So I'm not (laughs) like a super fashion maven. If you're watching our video right now, I'm in like, a traditional golf shirt. <laughs> I'm like, we're Jessica and I are pretty conservative dressers, but we definitely <laughs> like nice things. But she is like taking it to the sky. Oh, and this woman is it. boobs out. Oh my God. Leather pants, platform. Every day is a platform heel. Like right. every day. Right. There's no sneaker. It's a platform heel. And and then it talks about like how she gets her, she's encouraging her children. Um, you know, to explore a world outside of that ultra-Orthodox fundamentalist type of thought process. And then you can still be Jewish. You can still be religious and acknowledge the religion. Being fundamentalist in her mind is not the same as being Jewish. Right. She makes that respecting the religion for itself. And um, it's fascinating to see how her kids too are trying to navigate, you know, and, and this is so relevant for people coming out of divorce, because think about it, like your children have had a certain experience the whole time that you've been raising them, not UTH personally, but in general, anyone out there listening. So you've raised your kids in a certain way. They have seen the relationship that you and your um, spouse have been modeling. And that's what they're taking with them as the example of what a relationship should be, or or to some extent, what a successful relationship is. And so when- And a healthy relationship. So healthy and successful, really like healthy makes a marriage successful. And good communication and, you know, just being you, bringing your best self is, you know, now we know better. But when you're in a relationship that's leading towards divorce, right, you're not having those things. So you, what you, so many people talk about staying with the kids, staying for the kids. That's and what the I did. Is getting out is actually such a better decision because then you're showing your children both spouses that it's okay to be alone. It's okay to be who you are. But for your children who have been raised in a certain environment, religious or not, it may, that may not even be the basis of it, but like used to things being done a certain way for 15, 20 years, you know, or 
or more even, and, and then having to navigate and then navigate, well, what did they watch for all of their life up until now? And was that authentic? And was that real? And was it, has everything been a lie? And has everything been fake? And so to watch on camera, this woman, Julia Hart, and her children navigating this lifestyle that is so the polar opposite in 180 of what they're used to. I mean, they're having discussions about whether or not women should be able to wear pants. That's right. Right. a huge conversation. Right. You guys have to watch the show because her, I, I'm not going to do a total spoiler alert, but I will say that her oldest daughter got married to a man who she really did love. It wasn't an arranged marriage like Julia's. And then her mother decided to leave. And her daughter was like, wait a second, you just modeled this for me. You allowed me to get married in this place. And now you're out? Like, how can you do that? And so now it's showing the whole learning process. And I'm sure it can be relatable to so many different family and marriage situations. But the big thing that really I can relate to anyway is fear. So everybody is the fear of the unknown. I will say that I subconsciously over many years, slow burn trained myself to not listen to my gut, not hear the things that were being said to me, not hear the tone of the voice that was being used towards me. I had trained myself to protect myself in the name of the kids because it was easier. I look back and I now know because it was easier and, and, a, and a valid excuse, right? So no one's going to say anything to me if I say in retrospect, it was for my kids, except that it was really for me because I was afraid and I wasn't afraid of being a working mom or a single mom. I was essentially a single mom, except on paper, but like, what would people think? And what's going to happen to my kids that I didn't know, like what is going to happen. So whether you're in an abusive um, relationship, like we have spoken so many times about abuse, financial abuse, Mm -hmm. like, what are you going to do? How are you going to earn a living? Well, guess what? You can find a job in two hours now, anywhere. Everybody's hiring. Everyone's desperate for someone. So if you want to get out of the house and feel productive, I don't care if you're making a hamburger or you're answering a phone. It's so fulfilling. So don't let fear hold you back for too long. You probably have to go through it a little bit, but don't let it hold you down too long because you're going to miss out. Yeah. I mean, that, that hits so deep and it hits home so hard. And it's so interesting, like it, just getting back to the show for a second from my unorthodox life. I mean, Julia talks about how she lived in this society where women were uneducated and were not allowed to work. And she had started selling like life insurance on the side. Her husband didn't know so that she could actually start having a bank account and start kind of, you know, making a plan to be able to move on with her life. And I will say like the, the whole idea of kind of um, rediscovering yourself. I, I don't feel like I reinvented myself to the extent, obviously, that Julia did. And, and to the extent that I think a lot of women have to when they get out of their um, marriages. But I do feel like I had to rediscover myself in particular, like just thinking about wanting to set an example for my kids about what a healthy relationship should be. And, and as a woman and, and trying to model for my daughter, what I want her to be able to look at and what I think her expectations should be 
for her to be in a healthy relationship with a man coming out of a relationship where um, my ex had cheated. Like, I don't want my daughter to think that it's okay to be in a relationship where someone's cheating on her or that she has to stay in a relationship where someone is cheating on her or isn't valuing her. And like, right. you know, times right. in my second marriage, when I would think about, okay, well, I only have a few years left before my kids are out of the house and kind of getting worried. Like, I don't, I'm not happy inherently. I'm an inherently happy person, but I wasn't feeling happy and like myself on the inside. And like, is that what I wanted my kids to see the last couple of years before they left? So I really felt like I had to kind of rediscover who I was once I left, like refinding who I was beforehand and that happy person that I want to be. And also kind of figuring out, like we talk about a lot, look, it, it didn't work out because he cheated, but that's not really why it didn't work out. That was kind of like the last straw. So really looking back and taking responsibility for your role in your marriage as to why it didn't work out is so critical and it does take time. It's a humbling experience, but it's really, really important. And I feel like you're, you're doing that now. You're doing that hard work now. And um, you feel so much freer it's like you let that shit go. Right. That's not, you're not carrying it around and it's totally subconscious. So once you like put it out there and talk to a therapist, talk to a friend, you can like definitely go at a faster pace moving right. forward. I also think that when it comes to getting out of these relationships, I mean, I think, I almost think I was too naive at the time to really be afraid of it. Or maybe it's because you and I had each other. And so we were like so heavily reliant on each other and being able to talk and support, you know, through it all. But like when I listen to other people talking about their, their fears um, of divorce, of leaving or their experiences shortly thereafter, it, it does a lot of time center around, well, who are their friends now? Are their friends that they had as a couple still their friends? Are those people still supporting them? Do they still matter in their life? And are they, um, are they there for them? And I think that a lot of times, you know, again, talking from the woman's perspective, you know, we, we fall into these roles in our marriages where, you know, we have kind of like the set expectations of what we've accepted our roles to be in those relationships. And it's kind of like, well, what are people going to think? if I leave and I go someplace else or do something else. And I think that I personally think that Julia Hart is so brave for what she did because not only was she strong enough to be able to leave this community. I mean, the only thing I can really relate it to is like these stories that I hear about people who are leaving Scientology, you know, or leaving like a cult because everyone is gonna shun them and everybody is gonna cut them off. And so the fact that not only did she leave the community to be able to give herself and her kids a different perspective in life. But like knowing that everybody that she had grown up with and that her family and everyone around her was going to cut her off, I think is such a hugely brave decision. And not a lot of people would have the, the strength to do that. I don't even know if I would have had the strength to do that. But I think that it's just important to remember, like you have to be true to yourself, no matter what, no matter how bad right. you think it's going to be. Right. She was, she was not thinking of anybody but herself. It was a full survival mode. Um, she, at least what I saw, you know, she's fully, you know, distanced from her family, her mother. Mm -hmm. She had no support. Like 
how did she even come up with life insurance? Like who, who was that person that planted that seed that like literally gave her a life jacket? Right. I mean, that's what it, that's what it is because she wasn't having any other good role models there in terms of leaving. And now I think, you know, her purpose, at least with the show is to put it out there that you can do it. Like right. there's an opportunity and she's leading by example. So she is your life jacket if you want it, whether you're in, you know, an abusive marriage, um, you know, any kind of relationship, whether it's marriage or not, or any kind of relationship that's just toxic for you. I mean, she, she, yeah, I think she's a rock star. I don't know. I think she say. is I just fucking think. rock star. She, she is. is. Oh my and God. And all that energy, like, it's like she's been unleashed and now she's got so much energy. She is not going to freaking stop. And look, yeah. we know it's TV. We know there's cameras. We know there's drama. There's no, all this stuff, but the message is she did it herself mm-hmm. and she made something of herself and she made a life for herself and she did it for herself first. Her mission leaving wasn't to find a better guy. Right. It wasn't to be in a healthier, you know, uh, relationship with someone. It was to figure out who, who the fuck am I? Right. And where am I going? She put herself first and then everything kind of fell into place, it seems, but you have to put yourself first. And you and I also talk a lot about, you know, when people are getting divorced, they're like, they look at you in a way that they're like, don't worry, you'll, you'll find someone else. Right. It's okay. You'll get, you'll, you're, you're a great catch. I fucking hate that. Yeah. I'm not a catch. He could be a catch. Okay. I'm going to go and get my shit together. And if he comes around and I think he's worth it, awesome. Right. But, but I don't, nobody needs a man in their life. So if that's what anybody's thinking out there right now, then you're going to follow the same mistakes that you have made in the past. And this is not easy here. And it's not an easy journey to get through, to get there. But I'm just telling you the truth. Like a guy isn't going to make your life great. Right. You make your life great. And then if a guy can compliment it and help you grow beyond your hundred percent, great. But you're not 50% of anything. You are a hundred percent. And then anything else is gravy. So that's like the big thing with Julia. Like she's a hundred percent for herself. And then anybody else who wants to come along for the ride, she's like, she's ready. I love her. Yeah. I mean, and her whole goal now, she keeps talking about how her whole goal and her whole mission is just to empower women. And listen, she, everything is, you know, she's inclusive with everything. Um, You know, she has a daughter who's by, she's really just about whoever you are, be your authentic self and and don't, and don't be afraid and don't be held back. And I think that so many of us as women getting divorced, especially that have kids, you worry about putting yourself first. I mean, how can you not worry about your kids and how are they going to manage and how are you going to navigate these situations when you're dealing with children who, you know, you still have to teach and you still have to set examples for, um, But like TH said, honestly, it's almost like when you're on an airplane, like put your own oxygen mask on first and then help those around you. Because if you aren't using your strength and your courage for yourself to be where you feel like you need and want to be, you're not going to be able to set that example that you really want to set for your children, for boys or for girls. And so 
it really is just so important to be able to recognize where you are and are you, when you wake up in the morning, do you, does your heart start pounding and do you feel anxious about where you are and what you have to do that day based on who your partner is? Or do you wake up in the morning thinking it's going to be a fucking great day? Like I love my life. We all have down moments, but the majority of the time you really should be waking up thinking, ah, I'm so happy with where I am today. That's the goal in life. And I promise, like, if that's how you feel and your kids see that and your kids feel that, no matter what you think you're doing wrong, we all do, you're giving your kids a gift. By helping yourself first, you're helping them. And, and it's it's funny you say that because <clears throat> my daughter had said something to me. Um, we were on a trip together and she's like, you're acting like you're on your honeymoon. And my first reaction was like, holy shit, like we're being too affectionate. We're being too whatever. So I said something and he's like, I think it's a good thing. Right. It's not a bad thing. She's not used to seeing this. This is good. It's not inappropriate. This is love. This is excitement. This is friendship. This is everything that people don't even know that they can have. Right. And, and I really did think about that because I know on the other side, it's, it's a different dynamic. And um, my parents have always been affectionate and then bicker on the other side, but still affectionate. And so I feel like, you know, if you can't always be the best role model, but like my parents are a good role model, my brother and his wife are a good role model, like give yourself a break. You know, we're also only human. Right. So I was like, oh, let's go hang out with Uncle Greg. Let's go see Nanny and Poppy so I could like not have pressure and I could go and cry if I'm upset and overwhelmed and whatever. I mean, this is not an easy one, two, three overnight change, but it is a path that you should definitely set your sights on. And uh, I can't wait for season two. Oh my God. I know. So everybody out there, you guys, you, you gotta watch My Unorthodox Life. You can download it on Netflix. It is totally addicting and we highly recommend it. But, but as TH said, I mean, it's such a powerful message for everyone watching, like be who you are, be who you want and, and need to be. And fuck everyone else. I mean, you know, it's your life. You only live it once. And if you don't live it the best that you can, and you're not happy with your life, you got no one to blame in the end, but yourself. Agreed. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the ex-experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember, there are so many of us just like you. Now, please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.